Hey there, everybody. We're two oil and gas sales guys based in Houston. We've been in the industry for a while and we've got a pretty big network. And uh, this is a podcast about our network and what's going on in the oil and gas industry. I'm Mike. And I'm Justin. And welcome to our podcast. Episode one. All right, today we are uh, going to be Zooming with uh, one of our special guests, and it's Cameron Kirkpatrick, and he's a founder and CEO at Wire, and he's up in, I think, Fort Worth today. Is that right, Cameron? That that is correct. All right, well, thanks for joining us. Um, We're just going to spend a couple minutes chatting with you. There's a lot going on these days, let's put it that way. Tons. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And uh, we just want to talk about what's been happening and then maybe get your take on what's been happening with your company and what's going on in the future. So for our audience, maybe we start out with a bit about yourself and your company and you can tell everybody what you're doing and and how you got to where you are. Yeah. Well, uh, first, thanks for having me on your podcast today. Uh, It's an honor to be on here. Um, So yeah, my name is Cameron Kirkpatrick and I am the founder and CEO of a company called Wire. Um, long name is wireline transformation. Uh, we set out to transform the wireline industry. Uh, I've been in the perforating, uh, manufacturing business and wireline service space for the past 12 years. Um, so fortunately we got to, I got to ride the roller coaster through 2008, 2009, and again, through the 15, 16, 17 timeframe. So, um, this is just another down cycle that we're going through. Um, but wire is a wireline service provider. Uh, we offer several different, uh, services, um, in the space, um, anywhere from pump down perforating to vertical perforating, uh, packer setting, pipe recovery, uh, logging, whether it be uh, production logging, open hole, case hole, um, you name it. So anything that you need done with the wireline uh, truck, that's what we do. Where exactly do you work? Are you more focused in West Texas, the Permian? Are you all over the, the states? Yeah, so we, we kind of run all over uh, Texas, Louisiana, Oklahoma, and, and southeast New Mexico. Um, currently, we have trucks running in, in south Texas, um, and as well as east Texas and north Louisiana um, at the very moment. Okay, so let's get right to it. Uh, yeah. Today, as we speak, we just uh, had our Harris County judge uh, tell everybody in 12 hours there is going to be a lockdown. You, um, in Dallas County, I think is Fort Worth, Dallas County. No, Fort Worth is Tarrant County, but Tarrant's been following Dallas County pretty swiftly, um, as Dallas makes these new moves and Dallas has had a shelter in place, uh, in place for several days already. And, and Fort Worth just, um, instated one today. Right. So let's back up a couple of weeks. How have you as CEO for wire had to deal with all of this? the past three weeks and take us up to right now what's going on because there was multiple phases right i mean geopolitical madness and then obviously COVID 19 we adjusted once and had to adjust again pretty quickly but you have a company so i think people would be interested in you wake up you're the ceo and you're like oh my god i've got i've got employees what do i do yeah no it's it's been a roller coaster of a few weeks and um you know, it really kind of started, we started seeing oil prices slide a bit just from the COVID-19 fares um, and, and the impact it's having on demand. Uh, so that was the first thing we started to see slide. And I think we slid down into the lower $40 uh, trading range. 
And, you know, that started, um, that started to scare some of the EMP companies right off the bat. And they started cutting CapEx because of that. Um, and then the next thing you know, uh, you have Saudi and Russia come in and say they're going to increase production and flood the market. Um, and that's what slid it down into the $20 trading range that we're in now. And I don't see that turning around until we do uh, restore demand and, and figure out what the production limits are going to be for Saudi and, and, and Russia. Um, so, yeah, immediately the weekend that that, that news broke, um, we had to get on the horn the next morning and just start getting in front of customers and start trying to head this off and, and try to understand, hey, what kind of work do we still have available to us and, and what kind of work is going to be um, going away? And how do we right-size our company now uh, so that we can preserve cash um, and, and really just hunker down and weather the storm? Uh, we don't know how long it's going to be, but you know, we immediately went into right-sizing um, the company, uh, right-sizing the payroll, um, really just cutting costs at every corner of the business that we could that, without having to jeopardize uh, the quality of, of, of the services we provide. And, you know, it's still, um, it's, there's still a lot of uncertainty and there's still a lot of unknowns um, for even for our business. And a lot of it we'll see kind of how things pan out over the next few weeks. Uh, we'll see if the government stimulus packages um, support um, our space of the industry um, and, and gives relief to some of the shell producers um, to get them uh, active and, and picking, um, you know, frack fleets back up and putting putting people to work again. So, still a lot yet to, to to see here, and and we're just kind of taking each day uh, as it comes. And we're we're you know, luckily we're a smaller and nimble company, and we can react quickly. And that's that's um, that's kind of one of our lead di- differentiators at the moment is we have to act quick. So, Cameron, as uh, as a manufacturer. Who is your end user? Is it the operators themselves? Well, so as a manufacturer, uh, Wire is not in the manufacturing space now. Um, that was a, a previous um, company I was a part of, um, which was Geodynamics. Yep. So but the end user actually of the, the consumable products is, uh, you know, of course, us as a service company, we provide that service and we are the last ones to use it, but we're using it on uh, the shell producers wells yeah of course. yeah so you mentioned reaching out to your customers immediately and you know justin yeah. loves to use the uh, the analogy of everybody got into this car wreck it's hazy there's glass everywhere and they're trying to stumble and figure out what's going on right so you're calling your customer they're tangled in this web as well all of a sudden you can't take them to uh, starbucks to get a coffee yeah. you can't take them to lunch you can't even set up a meeting to go into their office everything's done virtually just like we're speaking now so how did you how did you uh, overcome that challenge as well well we've had to get creative so we've done a lot of um, uh, video virtual sales calls for our customers and um, I don't want to give all our secrets away, but we have, you know, we've give us secrets, uh, give us secrets. We've, you know, we've been asked to bid, to rebid a lot of work over the past week, two weeks. And, you know, I, I like to get in there and I like to get in front of the customer and, um, be face to face and see them. And, and so, you know, with the, uh, the social distancing from COVID-19, we've, we've started recording our sales calls and, and recording the presentations of presenting these different bids and then sending those over to the customers to try to be as personal as we can. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's a great. Um, and the feedback on that has has been um, has been pretty good so far. So, you know, we'll keep doing that, and we we'll just have to keep finding creative ways to connect with our customer base um, and continue to support them as as uh, as we all kind of walk through this haze together. That's actually something I didn't even think of. And you know, I'm I'm a sales director, and I've got a team, and Mike's on the team, and we're always looking yeah. at ways to improve our interaction between. Um, our clients 
and talk about a great opportunity. If you just hit that record button, because you've got everything set up, you can you can look at your team and go back and go, okay, this was good, this was bad, we could do better job here. That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can certainly critique yourself uh, after the after the fact. Yeah. It's, so you know, and I think it'll it'll you know this is going to lend lend us to working more virtually. Uh, in the future, even in the energy space, you know, we're going to figure out ways to connect um, in more of a virtual manner. And it's going to cut out additional costs in our business as well from the, from the traveling and, and entertainment side. Right, right. Hey, um, just for our viewers, so they know. So we're setting this podcast up, we're, we're getting used to how we do it. And the way we were set up in the studio is we're looking at Cameron on a video. So if you see us and we're kind of looking up and to the left, that's because we're looking at him. We want to actually see his face talking. So as we get better, we'll look at you here, but we're also looking up at the TV. So this is just, this is, we're getting used to everything, right? Mechanics. Mechanics. It's like my golf game. It's terrible now, but it'll get better with practice. There we go. Getting acclimated. That's yeah. it. Takes a little time. So uh, the tips and tricks and, uh, and you, you were talking about with your sales team and, and rebidding. Mike, uh, we know all about rebidding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It, you Every wanna, day is RFQ season. It, yeah. it, right now it is, for sure. It is. But it's a, it's a necessary evil. You want your customers to know that you want to partner with them. And to be a good partner, one of the things that you have to do is be empathetic in these times, right? So yep. going back, rebidding is mutually beneficial to the sense that you can still secure the work, maybe even get the cash on the front end versus the back end by providing those discounts. Gets a little bit of cash flow going, but at the same time, you're doing the, the customer solid by being a little bit uh, more economical on the pricing, right? That's it. You know, and, and our strategy right now is uh, is just to break even and break even in the field, break even at the wellhead. You know, uh, we're in a fortunate position where we have a very low GNA. So what we're trying to do for our customers is we're trying to squeeze every penny out. Yep. We just want to keep the guys working. Yeah, uh, we're gonna make. You know, we want to we want to be able to service our equipment the proper way um, so that we can provide a good service to them. Uh, but the rest of it, we're just yeah, we're here to tread water until we get to the other side and. That's our strategy there. It, it, it's a great strategy. I mean, I've been witness to some downturns myself, obviously. And one of the biggest things is losing the people that you don't want to lose, but you're forced to at times where you're pinching every penny and you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip, right? So hanging on to them, even if it means being cash flow neutral, I think it's a great first step, maintaining market share. And I mean, and hustle and grind and just to be there for your customer. I think that's the most important thing you can do. And uh, we'll, we'll hear some other stories from people that, you know, aren't as lucky as we are, right? Right. Yeah. And, you know, those people, I would say stay tuned to see what the, uh, the stimulus plan uh, that the government rolls out over the next few days uh, has to offer, because I think it's going to have something in there for not only small businesses, and uh, but also, you know, every day, uh, all, all the workers are getting laid off right now. So, um you know, I would say there's no better time, I guess, to be laid off in the energy space than right now because we do have all the additional government aid that's coming in uh, due to the COVID-19. So, um, you know, our, our oil workers are always in a cyclical business, and so they, they understand kind of the, the the nature of the beast and the cycles of, of, you know, the feast and the famine and the hiring and the layoffs, and usually they don't get the protection. I think that they hopefully will be offered now just in the wake of everything else that's going on. Hey, well, uh, we're going to wrap up here. We don't want to bore our uh, audience too much with us. Uh, you are the entertaining one, which is why we brought you on. So we appreciate that. 
Uh, just as we uh, get out of this podcast, can you just let everybody know what your website is? So if they want to go to Wire, they can. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, www.wireline.com. W-Y-R-E-L-I-N-E. And you also follow us on Instagram, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the outlets. Awesome. Well, Cameron, we really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, to all the audience, thanks again for sticking with us and uh, tune in next time. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.